Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog almost every day as Noni, which is short for anonymous, over at aslobcomesclean.com. This is podcast number 26. It's hard to believe I've been talking for um, 13 hours in podcasts already. Anyway, um, today I'm going to talk about uh, eBay and whether or not you should sell something on eBay. And the reason that I'm talking about this is that um, as someone who struggles and used to really, really, really struggle to uh, get clutter out of my home, the idea of something being valuable, um, would stop me and just kind of paralyze me. And I would look at something and think, I'll bet that's worth money. And so I can't just donate it or I shouldn't just put it in a garage sale, you know, and then it would just sit in my house and I was just paralyzed and I didn't know what to do. So I am going to talk to you about my own eBay experience and share with you my extensive experience in that area and how it really honestly kind of backfired on me. Um, uh, but before I do that, I want to mention that you can go to a slobcomesclean.com slash podcasts with an S to get the show notes for this. Basically, I am going to be going through um, what I wrote in a post a couple years ago, actually, um, uh, called Should I Sell This on eBay? How to Declutter. So um, you can also go to a slobcomesclean.com slash connect and find me on all my social media channels. Uh, that gives you the opportunity to not only connect with me in different ways, whatever ways that you happen to be on the internet, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, but especially on Facebook, it's, it's a real community of people who all, um, struggle in their homes. And a lot of us at one time thought we were the only ones, but we're not, we're not the only ones. There are a lot of us who think differently and it is directly, I believe, related to the creative brain. Uh, and just somehow we see the world differently. So we look at things, um, in a way that it just isn't as simple as it seems to be for other people. So I, as I find ways to keep my own house under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing methods that actually work in real life for anybody. But there are some of us that it, we just need to have it explained in a different way. Uh, so should I sell this on eBay? That's the subject today. Um, I'm going to give you a little bit of my own qualifications for writing this post. I've shared this before that I blame my eBay issues for some of my home issues. I've always, always struggled with clutter. I don't want to say that that's, you know, the only thing because I have, I had a messy room as a child, a messy locker in high school, a messy dorm room in college, a messy apartment when I was single. I've always been messy, but when I added to that, um, this eBay selling thing that I did for several years when my kids were little, that really brought our home into a whole new level of clutter. Um, basically, uh, when my kids were little bitty, we would go to garage sales. A friend of mine and I would go to garage sales, had so much fun. We, it was honestly just a blast doing that together. Uh, but when I had started selling on eBay just to get things out of my house, cause I had a friend who was making a lot of money on eBay. She was much more business focused than I was, but I started selling some things that, um, I had, uh, 
gotten as wedding presents and I'd been married about four years at that point. And so I was, I was ready to get stuff out. I was like, you know what? I've never opened this box. I'm probably never going to use it. I need the space in my home and started, I started selling things. So I, I learned the process of selling. And then because I was going to garage sales anyway, I started to see things and I would think, huh, I wonder if that would sell on eBay. The first thing was a little bedazzler doolally that was vintage looking in the box that looked really cool and old. And, um, it was 10 cents and I couldn't not buy it for 10 cents. And then I sold it for over $17 and I was hooked. So I got into this, um, thing of buying things at garage sales, selling them on eBay, except that not everything I bought at a garage sale sold. And even though financially I came out better because I might buy, you know, eight things for 25 cents a piece. So that's $2. And so I would have spent $2 and then I sold two of those items for 10 or $20 each. So I had ultimately made a profit of at least $18. However, if I had bought eight things and only sold two, then that's six things that stayed in my home and were now clutter that I didn't have before that I never really needed because I thought I was going to sell it on eBay and not keep it. And yet somehow I was not getting those things out of my house as quickly as I was bringing them in. And it just piled up and up and up because to say eight things, you know, is, is going on the minimal side of what I was doing. So, uh, it, it really was a huge issue for me. Um, but because I did sell on eBay for about two years, I do know what's involved. Now, eBay, I'm not going to give you all the ins and outs of, you know, this is the fees that you have to pay because those things have changed. Um, I rarely ever sell anything on eBay anymore, uh, but I do know the basic principles of what it requires to sell something on eBay that I think is important for people to understand. It was important for me to be realistic about, okay, I can look at this item in my home and think, you know what? I bet that's worth something. But what does it require for me to actually get that price for that item? And is it worth it to me to go through whatever would be required to get that price? You know, if it's going to earn me $10, I need to know what is it going to require for me to earn that $10, okay? Because it's work. Putting something on eBay is actually work. You earn that money. Um, If it's $10 what is it going to take for me to, to earn that $10? And is it worth it to me to put all that work in versus just sticking it in a donate box and having it leave my home with zero effort to me? Okay. So that's basically why we're talking about this today. All right. So the first thing I'm going to do before I get into everything is give you the best tip I have for finding the actual value of something. If you think, huh, I wonder if this is worth something, instead of thinking, I wonder if this is worth something, so I'm going to leave it there until someday, which I have no idea when that day is going to come, someday when I can figure out how much it's worth, I'm going to give you a tip to actually go right this second and find out the value of whatever it is that you're thinking might be worth something. And this is what I know from having sold on eBay, okay? Go to ebay.com type in the name of whatever it is. If it has some kind of a a label or a name on the bottom or the back or whatever, you know, type in that specific item. Perhaps it's, um, I was looking at some plates. I think it was Knowles or whatever. Okay. So I type in that, you know, these are Oklahoma musical, 
uh, commemorative plates. I can just put in Oklahoma plates and Knowles or whatever it was that was the the brand name or the the type. Um, and I'm going to see pictures pop up of other people who are trying to sell that exact same item on eBay. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes you can get really excited because you look and you think, oh my goodness, that's my plate. And this person is asking $75 for that. Oh my goodness. How exciting that is. What if I could get $75 for this plate? That's wonderful that they're asking $75 for it, but it doesn't matter what somebody's asking for it, okay? Nobody cares what somebody else thinks it's worth. The only thing that matters is what it's actually worth. So to find what it's actually worth, go over to your left after you've looked up that item on ebay.com and you've seen that, okay, this is the actual item that I'm talking about, okay? And you start to look uh, on the left and down, you know, you're going to have all these different options of things that you can do. Well, down, as you scroll down, you're going to have to scroll down some, you'll see where it says a little box that says completed listings. And that's what you want to check because it doesn't matter what somebody's asked for something. It only matters what things have actually sold for. That's the actual value. Okay. And if you check completed listings, then you're going to see over on your right, you're going to see all these items that are just exactly like your item. You're going to see it. And some of the numbers on there, some of the prices are going to be in red and some will be in green. If it's in red, that means that item didn't sell. Okay. So they put it on eBay. Nobody bought it. All right. If it's in green, it means it did sell. Now, if you have an item and you check completed listings and you look and you see that everything on there is green, that's a really great sign for you to realize, oh my goodness, people really are buying these things. Um, you know, if it's 75 in green, go ahead and do your happy dance and get to work selling it on eBay because people are actually buying it for 75. But if you go to your item, like for me personally, these plates that I was looking at, Um, that I found and I thought, oh, I want to put these up. But my issue was, do I keep the boxes and the paperwork or not? Because I can put the plates on my wall because I love them. I'm excited to have them. Yay. I can't believe I haven't put these up yet. I'm going to put them up because they're something personal to me. They really do bring back memories of the first time I was ever a lead in a musical. Um, So I put these up on the wall, but do I keep the boxes or not? Because, you know, the boxes are going to add value to this someday if I ever want to sell it. Well, I looked on eBay and saw lots of different people who were selling these exact same items with the boxes, with the paperwork that are supposed to give them extra value and nobody was buying them. Okay. So everything was red except for one thing. Somebody sold one for $1.50. Okay. That's not worth it to me. When I add in the time and the effort and the shipping and all that kind of stuff, it's not worth it to me to sell something for $1.50 on eBay. So I knew personally, I love these plates. I have no intention of ever getting rid of them. But if for some reason I needed to, it's not going to add a bunch of value for me to have kept the box. So I'm willing to get rid of the box. I know to a collector that's like, you know, heresy or whatever, but that is the personally the way I had to go through things. And that helped me determine the value. And it helped me look at this item that I had in my home so much more realistically. So for you, 
go check on eBay. If you have some things that you think are valuable, go look on eBay, but make sure you go to completed listings and see what are these items actually selling for. Um, I also have a good story in that too. You know, I was uh, having a garage sale a couple years ago and I was sticking stuff in my boxes, in, in, in this box that I had labeled books, 25 cents. Okay. Because I just wanted them out, you know, and I, I love buying books at garage sales for 25 cents. And so I, you know, want to give that to somebody else. And I'm like, Hey, I'm just books, 25 cents, whatever. Well, I saw this one and I thought, you know what, this is a really old book. I should at least just go see if it's worth anything on eBay. Well, guess what? It was worth over $80. I mean, these things were selling for a lot. I personally sold it for $81 and I was going to put it in my garage sale for 25 cents. So it is worth it to go to, you know, get your little stack of things that you, you know, can't get rid of, even though you don't need it because you think it might be worth something and go check on eBay, check those completed listings and see, is this really worth it? Okay. So let's say that you have decided, you know what? I think these things are consistently selling for five, six, 10, $15. Um, so I think it might be worth it to me. So that's what else I'm going to talk about is what does it actually require to sell something on eBay? Well, um, work, it requires work, lots of work. And, uh, it also requires you to know a little bit what you're doing so that you don't end up losing money. Here's my story that I still feel horribly guilty about when I was selling on eBay. I was so excited about it because really, I mean, it's an amazing thing to be able to get things out of your house and be earning money for that too. Um, for us, it was a really big deal because, you know, I had no other way to earn money. And this was a way that we were earning some chump change that we used towards some little trips and things was never enough to actually pay for a trip, but it was, you know, spending money that we had on trips that we went on. So, uh, you know, it was a big deal for us. Uh, but I was at a mom's group that I went to and I was telling somebody how excited I was that I had been selling things on eBay and she got all excited too. And, um, I was like, Oh, you should totally do this. This is great. Well, I was brand new to this. She went home and she sold a dog crate on eBay. Well, the next time I saw her, she kind of gave me a dirty look, honestly. Um, and I said, Hey, did you sell something on eBay? Like we talked about? She said, yeah, I did. Basically what had happened. She had this big old dog crate. And I hadn't given her every tip in the world that she needed to sell on eBay. She just knew that I was making money. So she went home and sold something on eBay. Well, she had this big old dog crate. And uh, when you would go onto eBay, I'm not sure what they do now, but when you would go on there, they eBay itself would say, hey, a lot of times when you list something at 99 cents, then it gets more people interested in the auction and it tends to go higher. So statistically, maybe that's true. I personally never started stuff at 99 cents back when I would do things unless, you know, I knew for sure it was going to go higher. But she just went, oh, okay, eBay says started at 99 cents, so I'm going to start it at 99 cents. Well, the problem with that is that if you started at 99 cents as an auction, then if somebody bids 99 cents, but nobody else bids it up, then you have to sell that item for 99 cents. That's the amount that you get, okay? Where if you started at 9.99, then the lowest that you can get is 9.99. Well, for her, she started at 99 cents. Somebody bought it at 99 cents. It did not get bid up to anything higher. And so she had to sell this dog crate that, you know, honestly, she probably could have gotten 
seven or eight dollars at a garage sale. She got 99 cents for it. And the shipping. Um, she had weighed it and done the little shipping calculator that they had. And I think she charged $10 for shipping. Well, when you're doing shipping, there's the weight, but then there's also an extra charge for something being oversized. And this was a big old item. So the weight didn't actually matter so much. Um, back then, you know, $10 for shipping something, even with weight, you know, now it's, it's way, way shipping has gone so much higher now. Um, anyway, it ended up costing her $30 to ship this item that someone had paid 99 cents for, which was mostly eaten up in her fees from PayPal and to eBay. She, uh, they only paid her $10 for shipping because that's what she had said she needed. And it actually cost her 30. So she lost money on selling this item on eBay. I felt horrible that she had done that because I hadn't given her a bunch of tips. I didn't know a bunch of tips. I just knew I was making some money and I was excited, but I was selling like baby clothes and, you know, small things that didn't have these huge shipping costs. So that was her mistake. So my point is you really do need to know what you're getting into, uh, before you, you try this. Okay. So I do say that to scare you to actually know that it's not just, Oh, stick this on eBay and automatically make money. That's really not true. Um, okay. So the whole goal here is to get clutter out of your house. So know what it is that you have to do. Selling on eBay requires research and research requires time. You can stick something in a garage sale and the person who might buy it gets to pick it up. They get to look at the bottom and see what the label says. They get to examine it, um, and figure out on their own, do they think this thing is legit? Okay. Is this actually a real antique? Cause you know, that was one of the problems I had. I would buy something at a garage sale that looked like it was an antique and I would think, Oh, I'm getting this great deal. And then I would get home and find out that's just a replica or, you know, I just was not knowledgeable enough to know, um, you know, the real value of something just looking at it. Well, somebody at your garage sale picks it up, they get to decide and they decide, do they want to, um, do they want to, you know, spend whatever it is that you're asking for that item? You know, you may be asking $3 for it. They get to decide by looking at it. But when it's on eBay, they're just looking at a picture and they're taking your word for it. So your word has to, you have to know what you're talking about. So uh, you have to do the research to find out how can I tell if this is a real antique versus a, you know, reproduction or whatever. Um, you know, you might be so excited to grab a purse for $2, a Kate Spade purse for $2 at a garage sale. And you think, woohoo. But if you're going to sell that same purse on eBay, you better do the research to know, is this a knockoff or is it real? Because if you sell it as real and it's a knockoff, you're going to get in trouble. You know, you're going to get negative feedback on eBay, which is something that uh, buyers can, you know, leave for sellers. And you could actually get in real trouble for, for selling um, it as real when it's actually fake. So you have to do the research to find out what this item is um, and how to know if it's, if it's real or if it's fake before you do that. eBay descriptions have to be detailed. That also takes time. Like I said, you can put um, baby clothes out at a garage sale and it's 
the buyer's job to examine it and make sure it doesn't have holes or tears or um, smell a little bit funky or, oh, it's a little bit faded, whatever. That's their job. You know, you just stick it on the table and you're done. And then they decide, do they want to buy it or not? But if you're going to put it on eBay, you have to examine it inside and out. Uh, Make sure whatever, you know, whatever there is about it, you're writing that in the description. So people know exactly what it is that they're bidding on because they are not happy. I guarantee you, if you say, Oh, really cute little Easter dress, you know, and you're thinking, well, I mean, I don't care that it's, you know, snagged there at the back where she sat on the sidewalk, you know, while she was eating her Easter eggs, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't bother me. Well, it may really, really bother the buyer and they're going to want to know that before they get it. You know, they're assuming it's perfect unless you tell differently. Um, flaws have to be, you know, every flaw has to be noticed. Every, every, um, Every person buying on eBay expects the seller to give full disclosure. Um, One example for that, for me, when I would sell um, adult clothes specifically, we all know as women that, um, you know, not all sizes for different brands are the same. So it might be a size 12, but that doesn't necessarily mean the same thing for different brands, sometimes even within the, you know, same brand. But uh, people wanted to know measurements, you know, so I would measure things. And I, a lot of times I wouldn't put that in there, but then someone would ask me a question, you know, what, what is the best measurement or what is the, um, you know, shoulder. So I would do all kinds of measurements that takes time and effort and work. Okay. Where if you're going to stick it in your garage sale, you just put it outside and somebody else decides, is it going to fit them or not? Um, shipping, like I talked about in that horror story before, Shipping is a real, um, it can be a nightmare. Now there are ways to make it easier. I mean, I had it all set up. I had a, I have a shipping scale, um, at my house that, you know, and I had uh, labels that I purchased and packing supplies that I purchased. Uh, but if you're just selling one or two things, you may not have all that stuff on hand, you know, but if it's an awkwardly shaped item, that is going to require a bigger, um, a bigger box and you're going to have to, you know, have the correct packing materials, especially if it's fragile to make sure that something doesn't break. Um, you know, it's, if you don't have, you know, I had these great, um, shipping packages when I shipped clothes that the packages themselves weighed almost nothing, but you may not have that, you know, where you may need to use a regular old envelope, a big, you know, one of those brown envelopes. Well, that's going to add to the weight of something, you know, and you have, if you don't have a proper scale that can weigh in ounces, you may be guessing on how much something weighs, you know, coats are bulky, shoes weigh a lot, you know, that kind of stuff. You have to know what something weighs and what, what it's going to cost to ship something. Okay. Also, unfortunately, high shipping costs can make people not willing to bid on something, you know, so that's something to really consider. Um, honestly, I think that's what been one of the reasons that eBay is not as big as it used to be. I mean, it's still a very big deal, but it used to be such a great open ground for people to sell their used kids clothes and things like that. Um, where now shipping has just gone so high compared to what it used to be. Um, you know, it used to be, I think when I started, it was like three seventy five to, um, ship anything under a pound or something like that, you know, so I, I could easily, 
you know, ship where now it's, it's just, you know, high shipping costs can keep people from bidding on things. Um, another, you know, personal example that I had was I had this really cute shelf that, um, it, I'm not really great with depth perception, I guess you could say. So, I mean, I'll look at something and think, oh, okay. Um, I bet you that, you know, I'll weigh it and I'll think, oh yeah, I could find a box for that. Well, I had this cute little shelf and it was, it was uh, wooden and it was shaped like a, a red, you know, fire truck. So cute. But when I actually needed to ship it, um, I did not have a box that could fit it at all. I mean, I, I even one that I could, you know, kind of reshape the box or anything. So I had to take it somewhere and have it professionally packaged up to ship. And that ended up meaning that I didn't really earn any money on that one. Um, you do need to know what you're doing. There's a good time to list an item and there's a bad time to list an item. Um, for me personally, when I was doing this, like I said, this has been a long time ago, but I'm assuming there are still a lot of these same rules. Um, when, when I was selling, uh, I always tried to start my auctions on Sunday evenings or Monday evenings because a lot of people are on their computers at that time. So because whenever you would start the auction, that's when the auction is going to end three days or five days or seven days later, you know, and you want as many people, um, on the computer ready to do those last minute bids. Cause that's where you're going to make your money. Uh, you wanted to have it start at the proper time, you know, where sometimes people say, Oh, well, it's most convenient for me to do this while my kids are taking a nap at two o'clock in the afternoon on Thursday. Um, and that's great. But if you start your auction, then that's when it's going to end. And that's not when you're going to have your best opportunity, you know, so there are ways to make, there are ways that some people make more money because they actually know what they're, they're doing. And there's research involved in that. There's specific selling seasons for certain items. I've talked about this before, because this was part of my problem. You know, I would buy off season clothes at garage sales, um, you know, maybe snow boots, but, um, snow boots don't really sell very well, very well in, uh, May, you know, it kind of skiing season is over and people are thinking about summer. They're not going to be selling those things. Well, I might buy them in May and then I had to keep them in my house until the proper time to sell it. But that's a- another thing that you need to know, uh, when you're selling on eBay is, you know, is this the right time of year to be selling this item specifically? Um, you need to know about keywords. Okay. Uh, it really doesn't help you to say really cute dress. Okay. That, that doesn't, that's not what people are going to be searching. They're going to be searching girls to T dress. Okay. So you need to be thinking along those lines and pay attention to, that's one of the things too, when you look at those completed listings and you see okay, these things do sell. Wow. This one sold for a whole lot more. Look at that listing and examine it and try to figure out, Oh, okay. Well, these are the words that they used in their title. Um, you know, that's a great way for you to decide what you want to use in your title too, or, okay, they took pictures, not just of the front of it, but they also took pictures of this angle and that, you know, to prove that it's in perfect condition, whatever, you know, pay attention. The ones that do sell, what's making those items uh, sell, you know, what, what sets them apart to do that. Okay. So is it worth to sell it on eBay? Yes, absolutely. A lot of times it is. I personally, um, have some items right now that I'm like, okay, I need to look those up and figure out, is that worth it for me to sell it or not? Um, 
Okay. So another example too, and this goes back a little bit, sorry, is, um, you, you have to have all the pieces. You know, one of the examples that I use in the video that I made on this same subject is, uh, Heelys. Heelys are those, um, shoes with wheels in the bottom of them, you know, that kids love, uh, which are actually so much harder to use than they look on the commercials. But anyway, just a little fact there. Um, so we have those Heelys. Well, I had found these Heelys and in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, okay, well, these are going to be worth something. I think I'd bought them at a garage sale for $4, um, which is kind of a lot to buy something at a garage sale for, for me. Uh, but my kid wore them for a while and I thought, oh, I can sell these on eBay. Well, by the time I was ready, you know, they were outgrown and everything. We had no idea where the wheels were. I have, I don't even want to think about why we didn't know where the wheels were, but we didn't. You can't sell Heelys without wheels on eBay. You can stick them in your garage sale and maybe somebody will grab them or you can donate them and somebody might use them as regular shoes, but you can't sell them on eBay when they're like that. Okay. So, you know, having all the pieces, uh, for something, even if something's greatly valuable, but you're missing a couple of the items, I'm sorry, you, you can't sell that on eBay. Um, okay. I hope this has been helpful. I hope that if you have questions, you will go to podcast 26 after you go to a slob comes slash podcasts. Don't forget that if you go there, um, and you don't see podcast number 26 specifically linked, just go to see all my podcasts and you'll, you'll see it quickly because if you're listening to this, then it does exist. I promise. Um, I'm going to link to the video that I have on this as well as the post that just kind of gives some ideas. And ultimately the main thing I want to encourage you with for me personally is it has to be about me decluttering, um, getting things out of my house. Yes. There was a time where it was about me making money, which that's what we needed at the time. But now, uh, it's about me getting things out of my house. And ultimately, if you're listening to my podcast and if you're reading my blog, I'm guessing that, um, it's probably about getting rid of clutter for you as well. Um, and so the more, you know, instead of just thinking, you know, it, a lot of times when you just think, oh, I'll bet I could do such and such. That's great. Except that sometimes that makes me do nothing where if I actually know this is what's required for me to make money from this item or for me to, you know, figure out the real value. Once I know what's required, then I can make a much more educated decision, which helps me actually take action and get that item out of my house. Um, okay. And along those lines, I want to make sure that I advertise my, um, ebook drowning in clutter, uh, because decluttering has been a huge part of this whole deslobification process for me personally. And, uh, my decluttering methods that I've come up with on my own from working my way through massive amounts of clutter. Um, the, all those are in my ebook drowning in clutter. And I will link to that as well on podcast number 26. So thank you so much for joining me. If you have a moment, I would love it if you would leave a review um, and a rating over in iTunes. That greatly helps me. It helps other people find the, um, find the podcast. Okay. Because, you know, we talked about keywords, helping people find your item in eBay. Well, those reviews help other people find this podcast when they're looking in iTunes. So I greatly appreciate that. And I hope you'll join us over on Facebook and give your comments. If you personally have sold things on eBay and had great success or great failure, please leave those in the comments on um, the show notes because 
I think it helps for people to see, um, you know, what's possible. But I do believe that if you've sold on eBay, you do know that it is work. And if you're willing to do the work to earn the money, great. But if the work makes you just, you know, knowing how much work it is makes you just, you know, not do anything, then maybe it's better for you to just donate that item. Okay. Thanks for joining me. I'm going to talk about, um, how to have a good garage sale in the next couple of podcasts, because it is getting to be pretty weather and that means it's garage sale time. So hope you'll join me over on a slobcomesclean.com. Thanks. Bye.